Welcome to Contemplative State with your hosts, Jesse Roth and McKenna Baum. Okay, hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Contemplative State. Thanks so much for joining us today. Today, Jesse and I are going to be talking about creation and the creation process. If you tuned into our last episode, at the very end, we both shared that we have individual offerings working one-on-one or in a group space. And um, as entrepreneurs, creation is an integral part of the process. Always needing, not always needing to come up with something new, but feeling that drive to create and invent something new. And... um, Something that I want to discuss, because this is something that we have both had to really move through, is this sort of the difference between sourcing and forcing. This like programming that we need to be productive all the time, that we always need to be creating or offering something that makes it, that makes the whole creation process sort of rigid and I would say overly masculine. And what I've really come to understand recently is that truly creation is an extension of our heart versus the mind, the way that we've sort of been programmed um, to think of it. So that's where I'd like to start this. Um, Jesse, if you feel up to it, you were just sharing about this before we started. I feel like this is a good segue into what you were talking about. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, as you were talking, I'm like feeling, feeling the frequency of the difference in frequency between the mind and the heart creation, especially in terms of creation. When I, when I like look into and feel into past experiences, um, creating from my mind is very fast and like I feel like a hummingbird. I'm like, flip, 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 like flitting around, like, where's the next thing? Gotta get it. Woo-hoo, you know? And like, <clears throat> it's almost a, like in a panic kind of, it's like this panicked energy. Mm-hmm. And when I'm really attuned to my heart frequency and creating from that space, it is much more intimate and slow. And like, it's really interesting because like just I'm like getting emotional just like feeling that feeling because I personally have been struggling within my creative process lately um and it's to tune into the heart it's like we can slow down and remember why like our why you know like why am I creating this instead of mm-hmm. in the mind where we're like, we have this like, this need to create, like I have to create it uh, like from a survival instinct. And it's interesting because as like, when you talk about us being entrepreneurs, we're not just like any entrepreneur, like we're spiritual entrepreneurs. So the way that we build and do business is really in a completely different model than the businesses out in the world you know like the whole infrastructure is different the um 
and the way we interact with people is different. Even our economy is different, the way that we exchange with one another. Um, it seems like it's, it's inherently more intimate. Yes, everything is more intimate <laughs> um, <laughs> and intentional. And I, what's not just with the creation process or with creation in general, um, but just in my own life personally, I have, and in my work, it's all been coming back to relationship, right? So like not just doing to do, not just doing to survive, but coming into this rhythm of flow, right? That sourcing. Mm -hmm. um, and I see it as like a making love, like you're, <laughs> you're like making love to the mm -hmm. intention. You're making love to the, um, heart-centered idea you're you know like really coming into intimacy with and it. devotion devotion oh that frequency is my favorite that's like peace and <laughs> peace and awe and gratitude you know um for the opportunity to create mm -hmm. genuinely and yeah I was I was walking my dogs this morning um and just kind of tuning into this, like I've been trying to understand why why I haven't been creating in the ways that I normally do. Like, what's what's what am what have I created that's like blocking me? You know, like what in my mind? Like, what what's what block has been created in my mind that's telling me that I can't X Y Z? You know, um, and I was really thinking about how uh, social media has been like this source of love and hate for me <laughs> you know like uh, and, yeah. and I, I don't want to just say social media but I would say like marketing myself in general mm. which is a creative space as well right <laughs> like, um and yeah it's just been really interesting to observe the relationship that I have with marketing myself or communicating um about my creations mm. And um, one of the things that came to me when I was walking was, why isn't this enough? And I mean this as in like, I'm waking up and I'm just like walking. I'm not, I'm not doing anything of note, you know, I'm not doing anything that needs to be shared with the world, you know, like, um, but what I'm finding is that the being, the being just being for the sake of being um, is a very integral or uh, yeah, integral part of the process of creation. Yes. Um, and I'm like getting, you know, teary eyed here just like, because I'm, I'm in it right now. I'm like in this process of like understanding my creative blocks how I created them within my own mind and really wanting to um, like eliminate the dam so that my source can flow through these channels um, un unobstructed. Um, but it's a pro it's a process. <laughs> yeah. So um, well, it's it's learning. It's learning how to create in a like vastly different way 
than we've ever been taught to, especially, I mean, I've, this has come up a couple, couple of times in our podcast. It's sort of right. Like we're human being, not a human doing, you know, and, yet, and yet we live our lives. Like we should just be doing all the time. And I'll speak for myself that I've, I've noticed when I do allow myself to just be, and when I allow myself to, to do what excites me to play, to just like, honestly, to just like enjoy my life and just have fun. That's when I get these like sparked aha moments of, oh my gosh, I should create this. Or like while I'm living my life and I realize, oh, this is like a need that I would like to fill. I bet there's other people who need this as well. You know, like it's in those moments when I'm just being a human and I'm, and I'm, yeah, allowing myself to play. I feel like the play feels very relevant here. Like that's when the juicy good creations are made, <laughs> where they're made. <laughs> yeah. Um, as you were saying that, I was feeling in my own body like this. I don't want to say resistance to play, but there's even this pressure of like, what does that look like? Like, and, and again, like I'm feeling this looming of the pressure to share our process with our social media platform. And, and it's funny, like I, I, I know that it's not just me, right? But like, I feel very alone in it when I'm like experiencing it where I'm like, everyone else seems like it's no big deal and like they're having a great time and like it's easy for them to post whereas for me it's like I'm in turmoil <laughs> over most of the time lately like do I post is it relevant does it matter who fucking cares um because I guess for me I don't want my my life and my being to revolve around that and I think that's what I was saying um, before we started about how I, I'm sensing this inversion of my genuine beingness. Mm -hmm. And we are like, I want to just like say that we are inherently as our being creative beings, like yeah. everyone's creativity process is unique and their frequency of what they create is unique. Like we could be creating something that is very similar, yet the frequency that you offer through it is completely yours. Like mm -hmm. I think about, you know, your current program that you're offering with the three frequencies and my program that I'm going to be offering with six frequencies and they're similar and they kind of like weave in and out of one another, but the way that they're being presented through our unique source frequency makes it different, you know, like they can be similar, but like, because it's you offering it from your heart, it's yeah. a completely its own entity, you know? And, um, I think that's why they say that like, um, what is it like? Uh, it's not the word mockery. It's like when someone mimics you, like when someone mimics you, it's like the highest form of like praise because you know what I mean? Like they're, they're like copying you, but it's got their, their essence all over it and it's not yours, but it's like, it, I, I don't know if that's the right thing to say in this moment, but like 
it just we that's why you see like nothing new is under the sun you know like there's nothing new there's things that are recreated through your own source um I don't know I just I don't know where I was going with that but <laughs> um yeah I was actually just talking to a friend who um she has her own I think it's like four month mentorship program that she's done and this is like her third round doing it and we were just talking and she said that she saw somebody else copied her offering like almost to a t and when she first saw it you know she was like really frustrated she's like i put in so much time and effort into this and like you just come over here and like copy it and like claim it's your own and we were talking about how it's like from the outside, it looks like it's the same thing, but that person, it's never going to be the same thing. You know what I mean? And if that person's intention really was just to like mimic what they were doing, to steal it or whatever, it's like, they're not, they're not going to be able to like fulfill that offering. Or if they do, it's going to look completely different because it is like, and I feel like this is something that I was going to say something that I ran from, but it feels like it's just not something that I was ever taught. It's like we were never really taught how to figure out what our frequency is, what our I don't I was going to say our brand, but it's more like our it's like our heart, you know, like to figure out what it is that like you actually want to offer, like to train or to we were never really taught to live your life, have experiences, and then use those experiences to create something, you know, we were just like told to be productive. And so you just see, it's like, you just get the shell of it. You know, you just are like looking at things from this lens of like, oh, well, she's got this program that's got X, Y, Z. And like looking at all the very like tangible, like physical things. Mm-hmm. But like what I feel like I learned the hard way is if it doesn't have like the heart and soul behind it, it doesn't have anything. It doesn't mean anything. And like, you can make money off of it, but like, it's not going to be fulfilling. And I think the reason why I never succeeded with anything where I wasn't totally backing it was because it wouldn't have meant anything to me. Like that wasn't, you know, in alignment with me to just copy and like make money. No, I needed to learn how to do it the right way, listen to my heart. And like this offering that I have now, I feel so good about, and I had no question in my mind that it was going to be successful because I was like embodied in the frequency of the offering already. Yeah, Yeah, that's beautiful. (sighs) I like what you said about like someone could just I, I I guess I want to take it back to like what you said about like someone just taking like taking your structure and utilizing it for themselves and like it's I feel like the term that you were looking for is like the essence like if it doesn't have like the heart backed essence it's just a structure like it's not going to do anything you know or it may do something but it's not going to be like that full embodiment like my heart speaking to your heart and us having this communication you know and like because I I do feel like I feel like you and I um and what I'm seeing in other communities like there's this sharing 
of structure now. It's like, yeah, please use my structure. <laughs> Do it the same way as me. I don't care because it's not going to be the same as what I'm doing because you are your own frequency. Right. And like, I think it was like with my mentorship program, the way I set it up and you were like, Oh, I really like that. Can I, can I like use that? And I was like, hell yeah. Fucking do use it all day. Share it with your friends. I don't care. Cause it works. So like, let's share what works and then put our own juice in the mix, you know, like put our own sauce on it. And like, there's, I think that we're, we're breaking the stigma that like, um, <laughs> that we all have to like have something different, like, because we don't have to have like the structure itself to be different. We're the thing that's different. We're the, th like our energy is what's different. And so it's like, there's, there's what I've seen in the spiritual community and just in the world in general, there's so much hoarding and secretiveness. Like you can't have what I have. You can't, you can't look behind my scenes. You can't see my secret ingredient because then you'll steal it. And then there won't be enough. It's like that lack mentality. Like you'll take what's mine and there's not enough for everyone. So I have to keep it a secret. And I feel like what, what we're doing, um, you know, you and I, and like people in the sanctuary, like we're, we're freeing up, we're freeing it. Like we're, we're being transparent and saying like, this is what I got. <laughs> this is who I am, yo. <laughs> Take it or leave it. Like, if you don't resonate with me, there's someone else you'll resonate with and you'll get the same medicine from them that you need. It doesn't have to be through me, although I'd love it for it to be through me. You know? Like, but we're not, we're no longer hiding. And I think that that's, that's the key to the sacred creation and the sacred economy and the sacred entrepreneurship is full transparency um and to be honest like that that's something that drew me to the wake and kangen water and like that because i was like they are fully transparent there is no hiding there there's just like here we give you everything we got this is all this is what it is like take it or leave it you know and i loved that and I, because i've done other you know business models and things like that and there was always a form of secrecy not being just like upfront. And um, I feel like that's what I'm learning about, you know, when being in this community is like coming, this community of the wake, but also the community of the sanctuary, being transparent, being seen fully and allowing there to be enough. Mm -hmm. you, you know, like that you can see me fully as I am and everything that I have to offer and it's enough for me and it's enough for you too. Like you can, you can use my model if it feels aligned for you. Yeah. I want to share that with you because I know that I have struggled so hard trying to just find this alignment for myself that if I can make it easier on anyone, please fucking use my model. I love you. I want you to thrive. Um, so take it, you know, and do it, put your put your essence all over it and do it your way with the infrastructure. Um, and, and like save yourself some time, you know, like I'm yeah. having to, to build the infrastructure. Um, and it feels, it feels really good to share that yeah. and say that, you know, um, because it's, it's moving out of that scarcity, right. That like, 
holding it or, you know, the secrecy, oh, I totally resonate with that and moving into abundance. It's like, it's like, I don't need to, I don't need to like hoard these models or like keep things secret because I know that like I am an endless well of wisdom. Like I know that there, and this is something agreed. This is totally what brought me to the wake. This was something that like, I feel like has been percolating in my mind for a while because I've seen the way, the way that Jilly really does like give without end, but is still in her power, you know? And I've been thinking about that recently because I, with this offering that I have with this course, I was noticing, I'm like, well, I don't want to like share about all of these things that I'm going to use in the class because what if I like don't have enough to say in the class? And I had this realization of like, it might not even be relevant in the moment. So like I could end up having like a whole notebook full, full of these concepts that could be really inspiring or activating for people that will never get seen because I was hoarding them for the right moment or because I think the moment's going to be later instead of just saying like right here, right now, I want to share this because I know this is going to help people. And I know that I like, I trust that I'm going to have enough to say, I'm going to have enough to give when the moment comes, when I need it. Mm. And that's a like, that, that's been a, I'm learning that one. <laughs> that takes some practice, especially um, if you're familiar with the gene keys, my pearl is, I don't remember the number. Hang on, it's right here. <laughs> My pearl is Gene Key 54 and the shadow frequency is greed. Mm. And I feel that. <laughs> I feel like for I that is a theme that has come up many times in my life, even if it's just internal and nobody else sees it, you know, is like this feeling that like I need to keep all of the good stuff mm. so that I have more worth or that I prove to myself that I do. I don't even completely understand what it is for myself yet. So it's been a learning process of like letting go of that. And I mean, really I say learning process, but it's a process of surrender and, and trusting that I really am capable of showing up fully in every moment. And I don't need to have this like storehouse of information <laughs> to like make me okay. Yeah. I feel like that's so powerful. You know, just to like, remember that we can trust that. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I want to just bring it back to trusting our creative urges. Like I have something to share and it's important. So I'm going to share it. <laughs> like, I'm not going to hold it back yeah, um, or save it for a, a quote unquote better time, mm -hmm. but I'm just going to give it freely um, and I, I feel like this is, I'm like seeing this um, within myself of my, <clears throat> I feel like where I thrive in sharing my wisdom is like this, like when we're having a conversation or one-on-ones with my clients or in a group space where people um, have intended to arrive, you know, and like be there uh, and be a part of the conversation. And I think I should just say I know that my struggle with sharing what comes to me naturally on social media is because I'm 
I'm talking to a screen. Like, I know that you're all out there and I know that you will listen, but it's, it's not necessarily in real time and you're not a part of the conversation in a, in a way that is ex, like a sacred exchange. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, <clears throat> I think that that's one of the blocks that I've created in my mind is that you're not, I don't see you there, you know, like I don't see you on the other side and we're not exchanging in that conversation in the way that feels fluid for me. And that's what I want. That's what I crave, you know, and and it's not even a craving. It's a desire. It's a deep desire to connect and create those relationships. Um, And it doesn't have to be face to face. Like we meet on Zoom. We call, you know, we talk on the phone. We met on social media. Like thank source for that because um, I'm so grateful for our relationship, you know, but I, I feel that that is my deepest desire is to truly be in relationship with others who are in relationship with themselves and who are choosing that. And so it's like, it's not that I, like for me, I don't feel like I'm hoarding or, you know, being greedy with my wisdom. It's like, it just doesn't feel right to share it there in that way. Like I, I want to give it all day long, but I think it, it's almost like I, I want, um, I desire for for others to trust that when they come into their sacred choice to be in a one-on-one or in a group with me, that they're trusting that they will receive what I'm offering. You, does that make sense? Yeah. I'm almost sort of like working it out in, in my body as we're talking about this because I'm like, that's been my disconnect is like, I, I want you to choose to come here. I don't want to just be like, here's all the stuff. Like I'm just uh, another, another, like, <clears throat> it's almost like another like sound that's be like another voice yelling, like, look at me, look at, you know, come over here. <laughs> like, come, come be in my, on my page or whatever, you know, like. It's like, a, it's like what maybe what it is is that there's like a level of self-responsibility almost you know it's like I want you to want to be here like that's what the sacred exchange is versus I think especially with social media like that consumptive energy is is really present and it can feel like you you are giving 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 and you're not really like yeah like you said in conversation but not like energetically in conversation you know what I mean and when you're in a space like in a circle or one-on-one you have both agreed you're both like there's almost like this feeling of sovereignty or empowerment with it too like yes i am here to like converse with you i'm here to be present and i think that also that presence helps to maintain like the quality or like the sacredness of what you're sharing you know it like gives it a container of of devotion dare I say (laughs) oh my (laughs) it's and I I I keep hearing reciprocity as well it's like it's not just me showing up to to quote unquote do my work as an entrepreneur and like show my face on the screen and say that I'm serious about sharing what I have to offer but it's it's yes that is the case like I'm here doing it. Like I have clients, I am creating spaces 
for other people to come in but but it's the exchange of um hi i see what you have to offer i feel your frequency i myself am also self-responsible i'm doing my work and i'm ready to come into relationship with whatever you're offering for myself not because it's flashy or hip or popular or well marketed but because the frequency with which you've offered yourself feels resonant to me and i'm ready to come into that sacred circle to have that reflected to me about myself because that's my work here i'm a like i am a sacred mirror and I hold sacred space for you to do your work in the company of someone else who is also doing their work and who wants to bear witness to you mm -hmm. as I'm bearing witness to myself and how we show pieces of ourselves to one another and how we see pieces of ourselves in another and we call it and claim it back as our own and like yeah it thank you mckenna for like reminding me like i know that my offering is called sacred space but like but like hearing you say it and having this conversation around it it really does help like i can feel the remembrance of the deep sacredness of allowing ourselves to witness and be witnessed by another in our process yeah and it it's i, I want to say it can be light like i i laugh a lot with my clients we make it it's fun you know the work can be fun it doesn't have to be all like clearing shadows and like misery mm -hmm. or whatever but like um it is sacred and i guess i'm i'm grateful for those who have trusted me without having I guess all the details like from social media or like like just feeling the frequency and saying yep yeah I need that you know mm -hmm. without me really ever having to post about it <laughs> um yeah that's just this whole conversation is bringing me into gratitude around Aww. around that happy to help <laughs> <laughs> As you were a little bit ago when you were speaking, I just I like started feeling this ache to be able to meet in person because, you know, to kind of like reflect what you were just saying, it's like you want people to get your frequency, right? Like you want them to understand. It's like someone doesn't really have to know you or even like see the outside glitzy, glamorous, whatever stuff. It's like they they feel you, you know? And um, for me personally, it's so important for me to be in person, to be able, you know, like I can feel people through like a screen, generally speaking, but being in person with someone, that that connection is just so clear, you know? It's just like so much easier to pick up on. I feel like it's so much easier to like trust and like let down your wall, especially because like 
listen, like the internet has a presence, you know what I mean? Like it always feels like it's like, there's like three people in this conversation, not just two of us. <laughs> and like doing it in person, even if you're not talking, like even if you're just having a regular conversation, there is like, I want to use the word sacred again, it, but it feels like it's like the humanity of it. You know what I mean? It's like just, it's, it's sacredly simple, you know? Um, yeah. And I just like feel this, I just feel this ache. I'm like, we just all need to be meeting in person. <laughs> We're supposed to be doing this in person so we can like feel each other. And it just feels like there's so, there's not as many barriers with it. And yeah, I guess that's just something that's just something that I've been that I'm always sitting with because I think that communicating via the internet is a part of our future, but it's just anchoring for me like because I feel that ache so deep right now, it's like that needs to be a priority is mm -hmm. like meeting. And I mean like I'm so glad I get to see you in person in less than a week. I'm like, no. Not like anchoring that into reality <laughs> truly truly yeah for for our listeners uh mckenna and i will be meeting in real life for the first time since we became friends on instagram she's um traversing to michigan to uh spend a week here with me and my family and we are just so excited <laughs> um it's gonna be amazing we'll, pro we'll probably share about it on our social media <laughs> because it's so exciting um yeah that's um it's interesting that you say that about the the internet having its own presence um yeah because I felt that too and not not that like I'm so grateful and I know as you are I know um for the opportunity to get to connect with people from not just our communities you know like across the world um and having the opportunity to be together in this capacity. Uh, it's really cool to that, that we have that opportunity. But I, I do feel like, especially with the state of the world, like we, we've gotten comfortable with like, not being in the presence of others physically. And, um, you know, I think that that, like, I'm just thinking about like, when, you know, when we started kind of going back to grocery stores and like, you know, going back to being out in the world, how almost jarring that was for me. And I think for a lot of people, like, I remember I posted a video when that was happening for me, where I was like, I went out to the store and like, I had, I was like recognizing that everyone was on edge. Cause it was like, yeah, we have only been in our own frequency. And then you go out and you're like bombarded with all these other frequencies and you're like, whoa what is this you know and i really you know i see it as um the time that we had to be able to like be in our own homes and be with our own frequency uh it it had the opportunity to allow us to like know ourselves a little bit deeper and like understand our own frequency if you were in that mindset you know <laughs> going into it but um but when you have like a non-awareness about it you could go out into the world and be like really agitated and really irritated or really afraid or you know like just confused by all the frequency if you know if you didn't 
come into that kind of like deeper knowing of your own frequency. Um, and it, it just feels important to like make these human bonds again so that we can um, know what's ours and know what is someone else's and be able to distinguish the difference uh, yeah. in a real way, you know? And becoming aware of the presence of the frequency of the interwebs and knowing what that feels like. Yeah. So it's, and we've talked about this a lot, like the, the work that I think is the most important is coming into relationship with your own frequency because it offers discernment for everything else. And that's the work that we do, <laughs> you know, like that's, um, that's what I personally have been doing within myself for many years and deeper and deeper and deeper layers of acutely knowing the workings of my own frequency. And it all comes back to coming into relationship mm -hmm. yourself. And, and it's almost like when you, when you're doing that and you're with your frequency, you can like vibes attract vibes kind of a thing. <laughs> like when you're, when you're in that space of work within yourself and relationship within yourself, you are automatically magnetized to the other, the others that are doing that within themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's like we're creating, we're like creating those bonds, mm -hmm. um, strengthening the work that we're doing internally with external sources. Yeah. Through, through my lens, when we come back home to ourselves and we're tuning to our specific frequency, another way to say that is that we are attuning to God or source or whatever word you want to use. And that agreed. It's like, you know, you said vibes attract vibes and it's, it's not even that someone else exactly like matches your frequency because no one is right. It's just that you're like tapping into this eternal truth that other people can then tap into. And, um, this is making me think about like about manifestation and just how, you know, there's so many, there's so many ways that like manifestation has kind of been abused or we've like talked about it that it just has like so many shadows and it's just like, so not the way things happen. And what I've personally experienced is when I am doing the often hard work of coming back home to myself, coming back to God, how I see it that starts to it's not just relationships with people that you're manifesting it's like it's literally like the whole world starts shifting around you and like what is meant for you comes to you with more ease you know like things just start being more aligned and asterisks sometimes that's really hard. Sometimes that's really, really challenging to accept those new things. So it's not that like things start aligning for you and like life is just easy. You know, it's like there's initiations and challenges throughout all of it. But I just, yeah, whenever I like hear stuff talked about manifestation, I'm like, 
if you like that's possible you can make that happen but like it comes back to you know really knowing yourself and that trust too because like man something something that i've really i was really working on letting go recently and what i feel like i've let go or am working on letting go is my expectation of what things are supposed to look like Mm -hmm. so it's not that i'm more aligned and so i have my like quote dream life it's i'm more aligned and so whatever is happening in my life is exactly what is supposed to happen and is exactly what is in you know the greatest good the highest timeline for me no matter what it looks like i'm just gonna let that sink in for a second And I just want to ask our listeners, as you hear, like, as you hear McKenna say that, can you receive it? Mm-hmm. Can you hear that and know it to be true that as you become more aligned with yourself, that what you're experiencing externally is for the best and highest for you and also for everyone around you? Can you receive that and know it to be true? It's because there's a there's a misconception in the spiritual community that as you quote unquote ascend, which I know that I don't ascribe to ascension, I ascribe to incension, that we're going deeper to come into deeper knowing. Um, we're going deeper into ourselves rather than outside of ourselves, like ascending higher or whatever. Um, that that it's not all ease and rainbows and beauty and joy (laughs) like it can be and of course you will always experience joy but you will also continue to experience sorrow (laughs) like and it's all a part of the human experience it's all material for your growth no matter how incended you are you just accumulate new layers um, or not accumulate, but you you uncover new layers of those same frequencies in a different level of yourself. Hmm. And just asterisk here, that's what the portal of overflow is. <laughs> Experiencing the same frequencies over and over in different dimensions of yourself and how you relate to yourself within those frequencies and how you can utilize those frequencies to be the portal that you are of your own abundance, of your own enoughness and of your own overflow that you can be full and then some. So just throwing that in there, portal. (laughs) It's coming, coming soon to you. In a theater near you. Yeah, in a theater near you. Um, your own home theater on Zoom. Um, I think I feel complete. Is there anything else you think we should add? Just trust okay. 
process. <laughs> I want to say that. So this has been my mantra while I've been working through this and observing this within myself, my own creative process, understanding my blocks, you know, understanding, you know, the essence of it is hold the vision, trust the process, whatever that looks like, because it could be easy, but it also could be more difficult than you expected. <laughs> but whatever, yeah. like McKenna said, whatever is presenting itself to you is for you mm. in whatever way it manifests. Mm. So what did you want to add, McKenna? Yeah, don't you like, I'm like, we're done talking. And then I'm like, oh, wait, actually, <laughs> there's more. <laughs> um, I just wanted to... I just kept hearing let go. I just want to really, I think that's a, a frequency I've spent a lot of time in recently and, you know, bringing it back to like the creation process and everything. It's like, just, I invite you to practice letting go of expectation and like letting go of preconceived ideas of what some how something is meant to turn out what you are meant to do who you are meant to be with and just yeah I just think that's a good a good practice for anchoring into yourself is that detachment because you allow you eventually get to a point where you allow this frequent frequency within you to move you in a completely unrestricted way you know, it's like getting rid of those barriers so that you really can express yourself and be however you are designed to be. So I invite you to practice letting go. And I want to echo that in saying, I invite you to practice being hmm. whatever that looks like. Because being could be like sitting on a bench in the sun or taking a walk or laying in the grass or staring at the wall. <laughs> like being is non non-doing. But it also can be doing. <laughs> it just depends on, you know, like what your being is, you know. Yeah. Um but it's but it's for the purpose of being not I'm going to be so I can do. Hmm. But just being to be because it feels good to your being. Hey, y'all. Thank you again so much for listening to today's podcast. We want to keep the conversation going. So if you want to share with us your topics of contemplation or even come on the podcast as a guest to talk about things together as a team, we would love to hear from you. Send us an email at contemplativestatepodcast at gmail.com.